0: You're now dialed in to the All Things Telesales podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. Every week, I'll interview leaders in all verticals of telesales. This week, I have Jake Dunlap. He's the CEO of Scaled Media. He's led sales teams at CareerBuilder and Glassdoor. He's a highly sought-after thought leader. I had a great time talking about how leaders are soft like Charmin these days. And, of course, personal branding.
1: All right, Jake. It's Jake and Jake. Appreciate Jake and Jake, it. baby. <laughs> yeah, man. I appreciate you joining us on the All Things Telesales podcast this morning. Appreciate it. I love you. it, man. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So we were chatting on LinkedIn, we we're talking about how soft sales leaders are this day, man. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Um they're soft like Charmin, right? can <laughs> so, you okay, tell me a little bit about that?
2: Well, I mean, I, look, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. So I, you know, look, telesales for me. I mean, I grew up my sales career in telesales. You know, the very first thing I sold, you know, vacation packages to get people the timeshares. I sold oh, wow. long distance back when people had long distance. So, I, you know, telesales has a, a near and dear, you know, place in my heart for sure. So, wow. um, you know, but it, but I can tell you because I did that. Whenever I went into you know kind of post post degree world, I just you know the skills that I had, I destroyed everybody, you know, it's like, I had already, I could take rejection, like nobody's business. You know, you're trying to get someone's credit card over the phone, um, versus, you know, trying to sell a package or some kind, you know, it's, you got to have a lot more gumption. So, um, so, so yeah, we were talking about it. I, I think what I'm seeing is that sales leaders lately, um, at times it's, it's always that balance, right. Between being friendly and, you know, empathizing and sympathizing, but I feel like more and more leaders are actually almost like getting too far down on their reps level to where they don't understand that they're the needs of the business. And, and, and what I'm seeing more and more is, especially with frontline leaders and and I'll blame part of this on, on training. I don't think, I don't think frontline leaders are getting as much training as they used to. And it probably two of those things probably go hand in hand. So for me, I just think one of the trends that I'm seeing is just leaders that are scared to enforce things, um, because they they probably don't have the, the the tools in the toolbox to be able to do it in a way that feels natural and, and and doesn't destroy the relationship so for me that that's that's definitely been a big one and something that that I've been seeing a lot of you know in in the market
1: oh wow yeah so I, I didn't know about your telesales, uh background so that's awesome man. I appreciate you sharing oh, of that. course man <laughs> yeah um so so tell me a little bit more about that so my my philosophy on leadership is you know you don't work for me you work with me so we work together mm-hmm. is that still along the lines of getting on the same level or am I wrong in thinking that or what, what's what's your take?
2: No 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 no. there's a difference between a being authoritarian right and it's almost like the opposite it's like I, as a leader I work for you <laughs> you know it's like yeah, exactly it's, it's, exactly. Almost, right. it's almost that way but the key is um, but I also have a company that I represent to you, and that means that look, I'm going to have to have a tough conversation with you about performance. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to need you to do things that you, I I I'm going to need you to do things times that I know that you don't want to do, but for the good of the business, I need you to go make these these changes. Now, hopefully, I've built up enough relationship capital with you so you know, we, we can have that conversation, but I think that that's part of it. It's just, it's, it's being able to have the difficult conversations. And again, I think a lot of it is probably coming down to training too. i, I tell you what I'm seeing is that the, the amount of training right now, that time that we're investing in frontline leaders is also less. I was very blessed that when I you know, I went to my first real leadership role, I, w- I got put through a leadership development program. So I learned some of these skills and how to have difficult conversations. And, and i just don't see companies investing in that the way they were ten fifteen years ago um and I think that that's that's a mistake and that's that's definitely what's what's a part of causing a part of this yeah,
1: I love seeing uh companies now so there are some there are very few that sure will, of course that, that will say, um you got a two thousand dollar stipend on personal development per year and i and that's awesome they should we should be seeing more of that,
2: yep. Yeah, I agree 100%. For us, it's, we don't have a stipend. If you come to me, and there's a business case for it, or like, this is this is what it's going to do for me. And this is how I think this over time can help to impact the business. You know, we we just have the conversation. You know, like I've got a guy, you know, he's paid a few thousand dollars, going through like a digital transformation course, not like directly correlated to his job. But you know, it's one of those things. It's $1,600, right? So it's one of those things that can help people to to do that. So yeah,
1: right, yeah, it helps uh, people leave companies better than when they where they found it.
2: That's it, man. Yeah we, we call it we call it the scale difference at our company, which is that if you're a client and you you work with us, we're going to create a difference in your trajectory. And if you're an employee, you know, person who comes to work with us, a team member, you know, we're going to impact the trajectory of your career. And I think that that's that's the attitude you have to have. And I think as a leader, one of the things that I keyed in on in, in this topic. When, and I mean, this is, I was at a company called Career Builder, kind of in its, one, one of its heydays from 2006 to 2010. So I kind of was there and then the market and everything went down, but I, I still ran successful teams then. Um, you know, one of the, the, the different things that I learned, um, you know, in, in being, there's a lot of different things I learned about being a leader. Um, but one of the things that I, I really prided myself on is I made my whole job as a leader getting my people promoted. Or getting my people, you know, uh, to the next level in their career, whatever that was. And if you as a leader make it your job to get people promoted, it just changes the whole way you interact with people. If my whole job is to work with you, Jake, and to get you to be the next blah, the way you know, I'm gonna I'm, that means I'm in this with you for the long game. I'm not in this for like I'm just gonna deal coach you, deal coach you, deal coach. You. And I think in telesales, that's what I see is like there's too much focus on the call coach. And not enough on the, the person coach. And where I was successful as right, an inside sales leader is yeah. I, I I I work with Jake, and then that the calls start to take care of themselves. It's not that we don't talk about the calls and the things that are happening, but I think too too often leaders get sucked into that, and and they're too scared to talk to the person. And that goes back to it, like to, to get into someone's meat. Hey, what, what's what are the motivators? What are the limiting the beliefs? You know, someone's grandmother's sick, or what? You know that that's where that's the conversations I don't think we're having enough of in leadership, you know, as opposed to the deal. Yeah. So let's say
1: I'm a, I'm a sales leader and I'm struggling. Like, um, I don't want to be soft like Charmin anymore. What advice would you <laughs> give me? You know?
2: Well, I think a step one, and this is when we do leadership, well, uh, consulting work. And when we're helping companies to build out programs around this, the very first thing that we'll do when we have some of the sessions is, as a leader, write down your mission statement, what, you know, forget your company's mission statement. Yeah. You know, obviously your, your mission statement needs to line up with your company's, but what, who, who are you as a leader? Who do you want to be? And it can be a little idealistic. Like, what do you want to be known as? My team is this, 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 and this. And, and then that's going to help to guide a lot of your decision-making. You know, it's the same way with a company as, with as values. You know, we had an employee, we let, you know, parted ways with a few, a few weeks ago. And, the conversation was around values. Look at at, at our company, you know, um, collaboration is a key value here. And that means working together and honoring your commitments are key pillars within that. And you're not showing up on time. These things are happening. And if yeah. we can't, we, so I feel like if you have a mission and a vision for your team, you can then, they know how to act and behave and you can coach to that. And that makes it easier to, 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 to kind of align behaviors so that, that's what I've I've had a lot of success doing over the years is just setting a tone and a vision and then um, being able to go back to that. If, if you don't have that, all you've got is quota. You know, all right. I've got is how are you performing, you know? And and for me, it's a performance and attitude, you know, in and if you're a top performer with a bad attitude, as long as you sit in the corner and you don't say anything, fine. <laughs> yes. You know, but you're as right. soon as you want to yeah. creep over and, and start giving advice to people and you know, you want to start to like, you know, uh, demotivate, you know, whatever I, I you can't tolerate it. So I, I think that that's it. If you're a leader, come up with your mission statement, who, who, who do you want your team to be? What do they, what do you want your team to be known as? You know, my, my team that I lead or my division, we are known for this thing. And I think that's, that, that's a really good starting place for a lot of leaders because then you can lead your people to that vision and they can get behind that vision. and They're excited. It's not just the job and the commission. It's, I'm I'm a part of this thing too, just like you're a part of a company. So that that's what I've had success with.
1: Well, wow, that's awesome, man. Um, and I, and so we're talking about performance, and one post that you had created really caught my attention, and it made me curious, and I just had to ask you. You said I really think that we should start tracking um, the outcomes as the core KPI. Right.
2: Tell me a little yep. bit
1: more about that.
2: Well. Uh, Yeah. And a lot of people, different people had different feedback. Here's the thing. There are certain jobs where tracking activity makes a ton of sense. If I'm, if I'm in telesales and my really my only, I'm trying to reach individuals, let's say, you know, tracking outcomes is important, but it does become a little bit more formulaic. I know that typically it takes me this amount of calls to get someone on the phone, et cetera. But if you're asking salespeople to do things like well go network with people on social media or go connect with people or like content, you know, then now, now what you're telling me to do is not spend all my time calling. You're now saying, Jake, I want you to carve out a part of your day that we're not tracking. And what I see people doing is they're keeping the same activity KPIs, 80 calls or 80 activities. And they're they're expecting their teams to spend 30, 40% of their day network doing other things. And that's just not fair. And so, I really, if you're, if, and, and by the way, so again, this is really only at, if your team, all the activity they're doing is to generate a, a sale or a meeting, then I'm okay with keeping activity as a primary metric. I want to be very clear about that. Right. It's if, but if your team is being asked to spend a bulk of their time doing more influence or network stuff, then, then to me, I feel like you have to move to first outcome which is like a meaningful conversation. So imagine, let's say I've got, I'm at a, I'm at a, I'm at a call center. I can say, look, Jake, you've got to make 120 calls every night, you know, calling people, doing whatever, you know, raising money, whatever. Or I can say you've got to have six conversations, you know, and like, and I know that the conversations we define a conversation as, you know, you talk to the right person and they're looping in like their significant other, or you talk to, um, you know, maybe it's a business, you talk to the gatekeeper and they're helping to set up time. That's a conversation. It's a meaningful conversation. So Jake, you know, if you get to 20 tonight, that's great. And maybe, maybe I'm just tracking that over the course of a week. Cause you and know, I know sometimes you call, 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 you get nobody the next day you get 20 people. So I just think we need to be the, the, the KPIs for how we measure pre-sales activities. And that's what I'm talking about. Need to make sure that they fit the job. Cause if they don't, it, it's demotivating it's not and I don't really care about like fair fair but it truly is not fair to the team and, and they know it the team's like why am I doing this it's dumb right. I'm just gonna I mean like I remember dude I caught this kid on my team this is about 10 years ago now he had a fake dial list that would go to fax machines and shit and he yeah. gave it to people and I'm like because every call center on the planet earth if you have dials, there's a fake system out there I guarantee it I know I it I've seen it yeah.
1: So, oh man, it was savage.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. He did because what it was, and I got had this guy actually. You know, again, this goes back. This is a good. You know, I, this is like a moment of leadership, and I'm I'm proud of myself. Where I'm not I'm not too uh, ashamed to say it. You know, I had a guy. It's kind of in this very same vein. You know, we, we had a, you know, a a computer system that would analyze. You know, and it would look for weird patterns. And so this guy on my team, I got an email. Hey, this guy on your team has called this number thirty times in the last month. And he's had an average, you know, talk time on it of like 20 minutes. And so I call the number and this is late two thousands, right? And it's uh, 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 uh. so he was calling the fax machine, sitting on the fax machine, getting talk time. (laughs) And so I pulled, I pulled them in a room and I think here's, and this is it. I think a lot of leaders fire people. And I, and, and, and what I realized, look, if he's doing that behavior, I'm, what am I? What am I doing as a leader to cause this stuff? And that's how I think about this. Yeah, you know, yeah, and so point uh, really, that's I, 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 and I pull and I pull, I pulled him into the room. I just dialed the number and I let it go. I go, Chris. Do you know what this is? He goes, You got me. He goes, I quit. He's like, I quit. You got me. He's like, I quit. I'm like, Chris. And I had to chase him out of. i like, Chris, don't quit. Let's oh, sit wow. down. Let's talk about it. Chris went on to stay at the company for like two and a half years. He got promoted multiple times. And then he went and started his own multi-million dollar business. And, yeah. you know, those are the moments in leadership where you can choose to draw the hard line or you can try to search for what's actually going down. Yeah. And it, it would have been super easy for me to be like, yeah, you should, you know, Hey, we, I had to set a tone on my team that he can't do that. And yeah. like, yeah. And like, you know, if, if he kept doing it, but it's like, look, what's, what's the issue? Jake, I'm struggling. to. Okay, well, well, how can I help you? Yeah. And then the dude took off. You I know, can tell I think, you why he
1: took off. He's smart. Who's <laughs> <laughs> thinking about doing that? He's yeah. thinking outside the box. But you taught him how to harness that creativity to do something yeah. good and productive.
2: It's the and same 20 fun. minutes, man. It's the same 20 minutes. You can sit there on the fax machine or you can make three more calls. <laughs> right. it's, yeah. the same, it's the same 20 minutes, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a that's an incredible story man
2: um yeah so it's funny shout out shout out to chris hayes wherever <laughs> you are man i haven't talked to you in a minute but Chris, yeah. i know chris knows this story very well but i i mean he, he's a dude who is just really uh it's it just it, it's just a guy who who is one of his first like he was a teacher it's one of his, his email address too was purple <laughs> at like com, and we still hired him uh, <laughs> He yeah. didn't know. It. He was like, "Man, I'm a teacher. I don't even know what that is going on." No, he's so, like, "Look at me now." He is, man. fru I don't know if he's still running it, but he 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 created a company called Fruitons, which is basically croutons and fruits infused with fruit that you put in salads. It did really well. Like, got in airlines and stuff. Like, oh, really wow. well. So that's, that's awesome. Fruton. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. And that you got to be a part of that. And that. Teaching them, the in right. a very
2: small way very small way but yeah. yeah
1: yeah but that's that's what uh to me that's what success is i used to struggle with you know success and significance yeah yada, 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 as i was getting older and wiser or whatever but um significance and success i mean it's just that small little impact of just one person um and i know you probably as you become a more and more a linkedin influencer matter of fact your name was brought up in a podcast I did yesterday with a guy named Tom Jenkins at Cloud All right. at CloudTask, and I said I was asking myself, "How do you balance personal brand with company? Like how how do you do that?" And what he said was, "I first think of Jake Dunlap."
2: At- <laughs> so tell me, I'll man, what's what's the, what's the secret
1: it. sauce, man?
2: I'll yeah. take it. I'll tell you. I'll t- look, I'm I'm a very you know, I'm a very black and white person. When I see a path and it's just obvious, I don't worry. I don't dwell on what happened before when something becomes clear to me. And it's, I'm, um, it's, I know I like my, you know, I'm, I'm 39 now. So I've seen enough, enough plays to where I know directionally this feels right. Basically what happened is late. It was basically late, late spring in 2018. So it been about May. We there's a law that got passed in Europe called GDPR. And if you're in telesales and you sell into Europe at all, you definitely know about this, which is GDPR was this sweeping legislation about um, basically data privacy. And so we wrote this amazing, it was like a, kind of like a 10, 15-page ebook for sales and marketing leaders. We distilled down everything. It was a really good piece of content. It still is a good piece of content. Um, and you know, we shared it. We spent a lot of time into it, a lot of time, a lot of effort. We you know, put it out on social. And it's like, it did okay. You know, we got some downloads, we got some leads out of it, but not a ton. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, we are spending, and we're putting out a blog every single week. We are a good little B2B company doing just what we we're supposed to do, putting out ebooks, putting out blogs. Right. I'm just looking. I look at their their traction on social media, and I'm, I'm just like, why are we doing this? What's the what's the why, why are we doing this? And it's also, you know, it's, pro- it's probably it's like the exact same time I started, you know, really getting in, and I don't really care what people think about Gary Vaynerchuk. I think. He is a. I, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm listening to him, and I'm like, I had I the, the, the mistake I made is I for the first five years of my company, I thought I was I would be a, you know, a, like a I don't want to be a dick or like one of those guys who brags about himself. So I, I pushed everything to scale, everything to scale, and from looking at the data of what was working, me talking about scaled, well, hey Jake, that ain't working. Right. Listening to a guy like Gary Vee says, like, just do this. He's like, just do this thing and it will work. I'm like, that makes sense to me. I'm just going to start doing that. And so what I, I, what I, what I realized, and again, since it's been about a year and a half or a little over a year and a half now, you know, I just, I started to realize like people want to hear from people. And I just, you know, started to feel more comfortable and I got a lot of shade, a lot. I had people came up to me, but here's the thing. They didn't come up to me to my face. They came up to me like eight, nine months later. And we're like, jake you know when you first started posting i was like what is this like who are you etc and i'm like man forget those people i don't care like, right. they're not paying my bills at scale they're not yeah. paying for my my house payment they're not paying for my kids school they're not paying for any of that shit right. i got to do what i got to go do to go build my business and you know 2018 right. what happened we grew 300 percent. this year we grew like 30 percent year over year so like the people want to hear from people and um you know, just time has played out that that's the case. So, so for me, it's, and I I did a post on this uh, earlier. It's like everyone, you, everyone has a personal brand, whether you want to, if you interact with another human, they have an opinion or an expectation of who you are. It's just, do you feel comfortable putting yourself out there more? You already have a personal brand. So you can't say, I don't believe in personal brand. You already have one. It's just offline. And so it's really about, do you want to amplify it? And I really think LinkedIn is at a very specific date and time where, you know, now, now is the time to amplify it. You know, the organic reach on LinkedIn. I mean, my friends, LinkedIn charges almost $50 CPMs cost per thousand advertising. Last year with the number we finished up, we got 10, 10 million views on LinkedIn on just my posts, not including scaled. That is $550,000, half a million dollars in free advertising from yeah. organic posts on LinkedIn. My, this will, this will go away. I 100% know it. Yeah, like it will it's the same thing that happened to Instagram, the same thing that happened to Facebook, and it's like the organic reach is just silly. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: The organic reach is that significant when it comes from a personal brand. It's twenty eight times more likely to be that kind of visibility significant versus a company brand.
2: That's right. Nobody cared about scale. And that's where I mean they cared because it was neat, blah blah blah, but but what it's done for the business, you know, and what's done for my employees. You know, they're they're like, wow, we go to a conference or this. And people are like, Oh, Oh, you work at scale. You know, like it's funny because I was always promoting the company. I was talking, I was talking about how great scaled was. Right. And I just finally realized, man, nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares about the scale. They care about me and what we're doing and, and those types of things. So it, it just, again, it goes back to what I was saying before. I'm just a very, once I see something and it's logical, I'm like, I'm just going to stop doing what I was doing and go do that. And, that, and that's what we did. Now, we've gone back now. we started to produce a blog. I'm doing a blog post once a week again. I'm do, we're starting to do some longer form content. I think there is still a lot of value there. But if you if you said, Jake, B2B company, I've only got five hours a week. I can produce two blog posts or I can produce 20 posts on LinkedIn. Go produce 20 posts on LinkedIn. I promise you it will have a bigger impact on your business. All this SEO bullshit, like. SEO over the next five, 10 years, there's a whole thing about what's going to happen there. But you've got to be smart about where attention and where eyeballs are. People aren't trying to read that you know, three page blog post. Like, oh yeah. Oh, right. just ask yourself. When's the last time you read an ebook? When's the last time you read an ebook? End to end. Yeah, You know, right? like, yeah, exactly. People, yeah. Or even a blog post end to end, right? Like compared to how many are being produced, you know? Right. So,
1: yeah, and it takes a while for that SEO, SEO organic and all that. Like, if you have right now problems, the right now solution is posting on LinkedIn.
2: I think so. If you're if you're in B two B, if you're not, then maybe it's Facebook, maybe right. it's Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's TikTok. I don't know what it is. Right. But if you're in B two B and your audience is on LinkedIn, it, it's just it, now is a good time. Now's a really good time.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So somebody's struggling, um, just just to start. I mean, yep. Just do it. Um, like you talked about, you got to a point you didn't care what anybody thought, and that's something Gary v, I think posted yesterday was, "I don't care what anybody says about me. I know who I am, and just go for it and do it."
2: Yeah, I mean, I, look, I was lucky. I've already, I, I already had that in me. Like that, that listening to Gary V. is more like a mirror for me. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, he's right. Like, and, I, and I already, I already have that gear. Like if you, if you right. know me, I already, I already had. I, so it was easier for me. But, but the, the thing that the advice that I give to everyone is there's a couple of very easy things. Very, 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 very easy things. One is every week you need to be connecting with more people that are your buyers or influencers that you sell into. You sell into operations leaders every week. You know, buy, buy sales navigator for yourself. It's like 55 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month. It's a good investment. You know, you can then sit there and just pull up a list of these VPs of operations in Seattle. And just every week connect with 150 new ones, you know, like you gotta have a consistent audience development strategy. Then make sure your profile reads like an industry expert, not like a sales expert, you know, just changing it around. i help operations leaders do this and this and this, and then just post a couple times a week. And just, and you can refactor your company's blog post, just add some insights to it. I'm fine with that to start. You can take, Hey, you and I have a conversation like this conversation right here. I can go turn this into two or three posts. I'll be yeah. like, you know, okay. We talked about these two different things about leadership. Hey, had a good conversation with someone yesterday. Here are the top three things I took away from what they said. That's it. So you don't you don't have to be this, you know, uh, I don't know, Hemingway or something. Like right. You can just start to put put stuff out there. You can take from what your company's already putting out there. Put your own spin on it. Take from conversations. That that's my my big take on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, one quote that really helped me to really start doing it was. Uh done is better than perfect when perfect doesn't get done. <laughs> That's that is very anyway, true. way part of me wants to get out there and start doing that and this and this and
2: you know, it's just like just do it, man. I've got no time for ideas, people. Ideas people drive me insane. Oh, what about this? What is it? Okay, well great. Put your head down and do it. Great, you got okay. Why are we talking about it? Cool, if it's such, just go do it.
1: A hundred percent. Well, man, it's uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Yeah, this is fun, man. Yeah, man, outstanding. I, I love it, man. Uh, just started doing these, and I've made so many friends along the way. To me, that's yeah, that's where the that's where the gold is. So I appreciate, well, good, it.
2: man. I'm glad I enjoyed yeah. it. It was fun. Yeah, the sales community is better because of you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. And if anyone's listening, you can find me obviously on LinkedIn, just forward slash Jake Dunlap. Um, you know, I do some more behind the stuff, behind the scenes stuff on Instagram too. We're trying to do some fun stuff there, so check it out. And I appreciate it, Jake. Thanks, yeah, man.
1: Definitely in the show notes. I'll be linking everybody up. Appreciate you. All right,
2: I, I appreciate it, man. All
1: right, man. Thanks.
0: See you, bud. Thanks for staying on the line on the All Things Telesales podcast. I know you're able to get a ton of value from Jake Dunlap. Sometimes as leaders, we have to have the tougher conversations. My advice, be sure to have those conversations in privacy. Sometimes we have to do things we know we should have to, even when we don't feel like it. As Jake Dunlap said in this podcast, people want to hear from people. And I want to hear from you. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. If you really enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Any TeleCells leaders you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. Love to hear from you.